Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching Batman Begins. Now listen, Halloween is upon us. It, it's coming up. It's coming so close now. And I thought, you know, what's what's one costumed, you know, kind of uh, the caped crusader that we all know and love who wears a mask every single night, you know, not just Halloween. I'm, I'm just saying, dude, this is it this is what i'm talking about this is this is kind of what i'm i'm thinking about right now and it is definitely batman so i thought you know this this spooky season i'd kind of watch the a bunch of batman movies and see you know and kind of just talk about him i thought i thought he would be like the perfect perfect one to to do this this spooky season because last time i used to do just like i tried to do like horror stuff but or Halloween themed, and that that was fun, and I think that really fit the tone. Like when I first started this podcast, but for right now, I feel like let's get a little let's get a little deeper. You know what I mean? Let's let's uh, let's do Batman. So Batman is definitely a great Halloween choice, by the way. If you if you want to dress up as Batman, you know definitely definitely do that. But anyways, let's start by you can't talk about Batman without starting with Bruce Wayne. So. Everybody knows the story, the the traumatic backstory, but who is who really is Bruce Wayne outside of take everything away, right? Take away um the trauma. Like you have to go back to like when he was like 8 or 10 years old, like somewhere somewhere in that period. I don't know um how young he was, but we have to take take it all the way from back there, right? Take away the the death of his parents. You got to take away all of that stuff. Who is he at his at uh, in his core, and what does he really learn through all of this? So it's kind of like the trauma of of his parents' death really shock him, and they and it changes his whole life. But who is he before that? What does he learn from them? So in Batman Begins, we see that he learns from his mom and his dad the uh, certain lessons that don't really apply until later on in life and that really stick with Alfred and are key teachings that he passes down from them continuously to Bruce. So Bruce is just a he's a he's a fun kid. He's he's playful, he's nice, he teases uh, his friend Rachel, he causes trouble and mayhem. So who knows who knows who Bruce Wayne could really be when he grows up if he, you know, obviously wasn't traumatized when he was a child, if his parents never died. It's kind of difficult to to see who he could be. But I always try to, like, think about an alternate future where Bruce Wayne and his family are all living, living happily and they try to do, like, kind of the things that Alfred tells Bruce to do, which is to provide the city with the tools and the equipment to combat the real problems of the city, not just beating up bad guys, you know, at night and wearing a costume. You know what I mean? Would he be that guy or would he be like just the spoiled rich kid who disappoints his parents, right? Like that would be, that would be funny to see that kind of alternate version of himself where he doesn't learn, he doesn't dedicate himself to, to fighting where it's more so like he dedicates himself to uh, doing nothing, being a, a rich billionaire kid. But anyways, 
We're, I'm, I'm getting off, ch- off topic here, right? So Bruce Wayne, as himself, is very kind. He's just a kid, and then he's traumatized. His parents are shot in front of him, and it just shakes him into this ever-longing rain, rage. And it doesn't help that they caught the guy either. What matters is that like he's lost something so monumental, and it's difficult for him to to feel accomplished or any kind of like sense of closure because he feels responsible he feels guilty because if he had let his if he didn't let his fear overcome him at a young age if he you know if he was capable of what's it called overcoming his emotions but he was just a kid he didn't he didn't know so anyways bruce wayne after that, he he, stu- he wants to learn about the criminal mind. He wants to learn them so that way he can better understand how to help Gotham. And in doing so, he meets with uh, Ducard in this movie. Spoilers for Batman Begins if you haven't watched it. Go watch it. All right? I, 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 I don't think I need to say spoilers anymore, but spoilers for the movie if you haven't watched it. But anyways, he gets invited to go train with the League of Shadows. And the League of Shadows basically just teach him everything. And it's unclear. I mean, they make it seem so quick in the movie. It's unclear how long he really um, trained for. But I think it's kind of established that uh, he was already pretty skilled. He already knew how to do like multiple forms of uh, fighting. He already knew how to do martial arts and, and all of that stuff. So that wasn't really the issue. Uh, mastery of martial arts or like being a, a tough fighter. I think the overall part that he was trying to learn was how to be a ninja, how to hide, how to employ you know, certain explosives and, you know, they, they say theatricality and deception. He has to learn how to be more than just Bruce Wayne. He has to learn how to learn how to be more than just a man because as just a man, he lo- he goes into prison. He beats up bad guys and criminals inside the jail that he's in. But to become better, to become something more, he has to um, rise above it. So, in training with the League of Shadows, he figures out their true intent, which is to destroy Gotham and to kill, you know, kill people and start it over. But, and it doesn't work for him. It's not something that he, listen, he chooses life. He chooses that people are capable of redemption. They want to kill people. He's not, he doesn't feel like it's up to him to kill people. Otherwise, he's going to be just like the same man who murdered his parents. He doesn't want that. He wants to be better than that. And it's so important to have compassion for others, especially those who turn to being criminals. So during his initiation, essentially, he blows up the place and he escapes. So, you know, he's kind of a murderer. He's kind of a murderer, even though they all had like, they could fight him or they could run away. I feel like that's, that's kind of a fair way to put it, but, you know, for the most part, a couple of them escape, some of them stay, whatever. So the main thing in all of this is the theme of fear, how to 
overcome your fears and how to kind of figure yourself out. So that's what Bruce is trying to do throughout this whole movie is overcome his fear of, well, his first fear is of bats, right? And overcoming those fears, kind of like figuring out how to face them on his own. He's able to really uh, pressure the criminals of Gotham to face their fears and to become better people in a way. To, to really, for him, overcoming his fears will give him complete control over how to fight the bad guys of the criminals in Gotham. So that way they have nothing to really hit him with. So the idea of Batman is made on the way back to Gotham. Alfred picks him up in a jet like usual. Uh, yeah, You know, he got to go home in style. But Alfred does come pick him up and they have a good exchange about what it is that Bruce Bruce's intent is coming back to Gotham City. And Alfred is like, you know, are you coming back for long? Are you going back out? Like, you've been gone for seven years, you know. Who knows what's going on there, you know. Do you want to come back for long? Do you want to stay out there? And Bruce is kind of just like, yeah, I'm staying indefinitely until we figure out until we fix the city, until we can we can help the people of Gotham. And he's like, I can't do it as Bruce Wayne because they can easily tear tear me down. I'm flesh and blood. I could they could kill you, they could kill my friends, they could kill any number of people associated with me. But as a symbol, they can't take that away no matter how hard they try. They can't really take that that symbol away or completely shift it or change it because if they do, uh, if they try, it'll just take place for somebody else, right? So as a symbol, he can be incorruptible. He can be everlasting. And that's kind of when he decides, I want to be something more than myself. I have to be more than just a man. So he gets back to Gotham, and that's when he starts trying to, where he really shakes things up. So he has to get started somehow, and he thinks that his father's company, the Wayne Enterprises, is the best place to start for any and everything that he might need. And setting up a headquarters and a base of operations, which has come to be known as the Batcave. And then once he gets situated, once he gets started, it's about... Okay, how do I directly, what's the first step in, in attacking the, the bad people of Gotham? And it, he has to start somewhere, but he has to start with someone good. And he chooses Jim Gordon because he knows Jim Gordon is good. He knows he's one of the few who are capable of being good police. And there's this whole moment where he puts a stapler to the back of Gordon's neck to make it seem like a gun. And I really like that scene because, like, that's the perfect office equipment to use. Because uh, anything else, it wouldn't really work. It has to be the stapler. So anyways, they get started and he's trying to figure out, like, okay, we know who the criminals are in the city. We know what they do, but how do we... 
How do we get them to stop? How do we take them down? How do we put them away for forever? And Jim just kind of says that like, we need all of these pieces to come together and we need somebody who's brave enough to prosecute them who isn't afraid of getting killed essentially, which is what tends to happen to these to these uh, prosecutors. So he offers up his friend, Rachel Dawes, who's a lawyer. And now we kind of try to figure out, okay, figuring out the, the whole city of Gotham and what what has to be done to clearly and cleanly take care of the criminals in the city. So we obviously know that the public officials... The, the the people that you and I vote into office, uh, you know, in this in this city of Gotham, that like when I say us, we vote in. I'm not talking about actual officials. I'm talking about the people in the in the movie. They they are capable of being corrupted. They're capable of being paid off. They're not really living up to what it is that they're hired to do. They're just kind of pushed into doing bad things so that way they don't meet, you know, any of the... So that way these criminals don't have to face the the horrors of prison or any kind of real punishment. And we learned that in this corrupt city, it's actually killing the city a lot more and more and more. Because it's just, they're, Gotham is a dying city. It's not pretty. It's not nice. It's actually very dirty. And it's very sad to look at the, the way of it. And I, I always thought to myself, like, one, one thing about Gotham that I wish I, I saw more of was, like, the regular folk who who do live their life and who do go about their business, who are active in the community and try to give back, but they're just regular people. You know, I feel like we don't get enough of like the average citizen that uh, that you know Bruce Wayne kind of talks about, which is like they're they're good people in the city, and it's like, well, I don't really see them. Right, they don't they don't show it to us, and that was kind of something that I wish they they would do in some uh, of the Batman movies, which is just like show us the good people of Gotham, show us you know children the the kids in Gotham, and and they do do that later on in the in this Nolan trilogy, but I just felt like they talk about the city as corrupting. As dying and like the whole city itself is just under collapse, but we don't really get a a real kind of glimpse of it. I, I guess we do and we don't, but for myself, I, I just wish they focused a little bit more on that. And we see that the because these criminals are so overpowered, because they have so much money at their disposal, they uh, they sell drugs, they sell weapons, they're in charge of the whole place. It becomes difficult to really pin them down or to get them to do, uh, to, to put them in jail, even though everybody knows it. And it's kind of just like the best way 
to get them is to go outside the law, which is why Batman is so necessary. The vigilante can go can go outside of the the boundaries to do what is right and using uh, fear and scaring people, you know, scare, making them scared is the main thing to kind of show them that you will be stopped at all corners. You, you, you're not going to get away with this. The system is not going to stay the way, the way it is because I'm here. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to, you know, be on your shoulder uh, of just over your shoulder. You're not going to escape. You will be stopped. And I thought that was such a a good a good thing. You know, he's he is fear. So then a bunch of stuff happens. <laughs> Essentially what happens is um, he stops the drug shipments, right? And that puts Carmine Falcone away. But the drugs that he is selling or uh, giving out in a bunch of bags and doses is this fear toxin that was used by the League of Shadows and was used for Bruce in his initiation in order to overcome his own fears. So, the the way that it works is, Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows have been they've been poisoning Gotham's water supply because by doing so they could put uh, what's it called they they would put the drugs in the water and it would circulate throughout the city and then quite so suddenly they would. Uh, what's it called? They they had this uh, microwave emitter from Wayne Enterprises, and it would make him. And once they turn it on, it would vaporize all the water, and then thus the fear toxin would be released. They would inhale it, and then they would be scared out of their minds, and they would purge Gotham City of like, of everybody, of the citizens, of public officials, police officers, like all of that. They would essentially kill everyone. And by destroying Gotham, they would be able to rebuild Gotham. They would be able to start anew, start fresh. New people would be able to populate the city. New people would be able to take over. There would be peace. There would be order. There wouldn't be any criminals because they have they are above the criminals. They're killing the criminals. They're killing the bad people of Gotham. But in the process, they're also killing the good people of Gotham. So, we don't... In the movie, we don't know this. Well, we do and we don't, but Bruce doesn't know that Ra's al Ghul is actually Ducard, who's been training him this whole time, and they made the other guy look like a public figure, uh, look like Ra's al Ghul, but he's just kind of like the face of it. He's not the real, the real guy. And Ra's al Ghul has this great line, which is like, is he immortal? Is he capable of... Uh, living and withstanding all the other stuff. And then Bruce realizes it and he's just like, oh my goodness. He, he used, uses cheap tricks and parlor, you know, he uses cheap, um, cheap stunts and parlor tricks to, to hide his true identity. So in destroying 
the League of uh, the League of Shadows, he saved Duke Ducard or who he believed to just be Ducard, but it was actually Ra's al Ghul. It was actually the man in charge of it all, and it was just it was kind of like a weird, uh, an easy twist, obviously, but it was also kind of like, man, the. The truth is that, like, what really is necessary to stop evil? What is necessary to, to do it? And killing is so simple, right? Because Bruce could obviously kill him, but it's not, a, you know, it's not the way that he, it needs to be done. It needs to be done within the law. It needs to be done purely so that way they face justice, and I, I, I like to think sometimes, what if the League of Shadows did adapt, uh, I mean, did adopt um, Bruce Wayne's kind of philosophy? What if they were like a team, so to speak? Like this League of Shadows ninja team that, could, that was able to like beat up and fight criminals in Gotham City and they all lived together in the Batcave and, you know, that way he wouldn't have to be so alone in this, but... It's it's obviously conflict and it's a difference of how to move forward as a as a city and as a community. So Ra's al Ghul comes back and we know his plan, which is to turn on the microwave emitter throughout the city using the train line, train built by Bruce Wayne's father, and once it reaches to Wayne Tower, it'll essentially disperse throughout all of Gotham and they have to stop it. And I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie, but, you know, let's just say Batman wins in the end. You know what I mean? Doesn't he always? But this movie, it tries to show us that, like, this is the start of something. This isn't just, like, he he didn't just stop Ra's al Ghul. He didn't just stop Carmine Falcone. He didn't just stop the Scarecrow. He didn't, you know, really, uh, definitively, we didn't see, like, the definitive, like, they're done. They're over. They're, we, we got them. We're, we're good, right? This is just the beginning of it all. This is just the start of Batman. We just scraped the surface of what's to come, what's going to happen. And we sort of see um, that the problems are always going to increase. The problems are always going to be difficult and they're going to have to be faced uh head on if they want to you know become if they want to make gotham city what bruce sees it which is like a good place with good people and is capable of change and is capable of having people like his parents having people like alfred having kids like himself not go through the same difficulties that he did you know, so this, the Batman is trying to figure out like, what's the right balance between Bruce Wayne and Batman and who is the real person underneath? The real person underneath is actually Batman. That's who Bruce Wayne truly is. The mask is so that way he has to hide it and he doesn't have to worry about the people that he cares about being hurt, you know? 
And in the mask, he's able to really reflect who he truly is. He is angry. He does want to punch people in the face. He is uh, a, a, a world-class, you know, the, the greatest detective, right? He is all of these things. But reality comes in and he has to, real, he has to figure out, like, I can't be Batman all the time. I have to be Bruce Wayne for a time. And I have to put on this, this, this lie this persona of Bruce Wayne to fool the public. And in doing so, he, in doing that, nobody's able to really, um, what's it called? Grasp or understand what it is that he's doing or who he is. And the psychology of Bruce Wayne is so fascinating because it's one of those rare moments where he does everything that we kind of want to do, you know? I would love it if I could just study martial arts, if I could have like the, if I could be big and strong, I could wear a suit and costume and just beat up every bad guy that comes along the way and like solve crimes and have all of this technology at my disposal and just be a, a, a hero to my city, to my community. But... We can't all do it, you know? It's only for the select few, for the, the people in power to really do what is right. And even then, it's difficult. So anyways, the psychology of Bruce Wayne is just, who is he um, without Batman? And what does Batman provide this whole city? What does Batman truly want? What does Batman represent and how can that continue on beyond him? Because there's one thing that everybody knows is that they keep doing, they keep doing, uh, Batman, they make more and more Batman movies. It's like another Batman, another Batman, another Bruce Wayne, another Bruce Wayne. We see that he lives on in movies and they kind of like try to figure out how to do the character over again. But what they don't show, what they don't tell you, or they don't really like make us think about or ponder is what happens after Bruce Wayne? What is Gotham City after Batman? What is Gotham City? And maybe they do. Maybe they go into a comic series about this of like Gotham City after Batman, what it means. And and they do talk about it in like some of the movies. But what I'm I'm trying to focus on here is that like the the legacy of Batman, the legacy of Bruce Wayne, what is that entail what is it after him do the people really rise up are people able to be inspired by him in a in a sense that they don't copy him and fight bad guys but that they take a stand against the corruption against the bad people of gotham that they do what they believe is right not just as um not just as a as a vigilante but as regular everyday citizens because there wouldn't be a need for Batman if we all did our jobs, if we all did what was right, if we all morally stood our ground and said, this is wrong, I want to do what's right for myself, for my city, for the people around me, uh, which is kind of what he inspires people to do. And he, because he's sort of alone in this, I mean, he doesn't face it alone. He definitely gains some help from... 
you know, adopting Robin. He gets Jim Gordon on his side. He has Alfred. He has a good support system, but they're so small and so few that it's it makes it a bit difficult to to face it all on your own. But anyways, that's Batman Begins. Batman Begins, dude, it's so fascinating watching these movies and getting into the psychology of it of it all because I put myself in the, you know, I think to myself like, okay, if I was in, the, in this person's shoes, would I kill? And the answer is obviously no, I wouldn't kill. But I also think to myself like, okay, after all of that, like I still have to wake up the next day. I still have to get ready for the following night. I still have to fight and beat up criminal after criminal after criminal. I have to get the drugs off the street. I have to f stop the next Carmine Falcone. I have to, you know, there's it's a daily process, which they, they don't show in a two two hour, two to three hour movie. They just show you the highlights of like, oh, he beats up these guys and it's all over so quick. But it's an everyday process, you know. It really is a such a long-term job. But I guess if you're Bruce Wayne and you have like, billions of dollars to spend, you know, and you're taken care of, which is another thing. I think they, they don't, uh, I was trying to think if we ever see Bruce Wayne eat in this movie. I think I see him drink some stuff, but like eat is a bit of a, a bit of a reach. But anyways, that's Batman Begins. Definitely go watch it if you haven't watched it. And uh, I'll talk to you guys all next time. Thank you.